Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my good brother from Within The Ropes and The Bullet Cast. It's Brian Tronic. How's it going, man? It's going great, Huey. It's a nice Monday, <laughs> and um, we're officially on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, you just say a nice Monday, but yeah, I, I feel like you're downplaying it a little bit. I mean, it, here we are, man. It, we are less than a week away from uh, the Showcase of the Immortals, WrestleMania 38. It's here, man. It's going to be yep. happening. To, here we are. Uh, yeah, we are inside WrestleMania week now. And for all the clicks out there, in case you missed our last episode, uh, which you should go listen to because uh, our previous episode, we talk about our tribute to Scott Hall. I'll talk about some AEW, uh, cover a lot of stuff there. But uh, yes, we officially announced on the previous episode, but we'll go ahead and say it again here. It is uh, confirmed you and I will be out in Dallas, Texas this weekend covering WrestleMania 38, the two-night stupendous event. Stupendous. I got to get that down <laughs> because I feel like we're going to have to be repeating that a lot right. this weekend. <laughs> so, uh, But it's official. Brian and myself are going out to Dallas, Texas. Uh, never been to Texas before. Neither one of us. So going to be really exciting uh we're going to get in this thursday we're gonna uh, i believe check out some mlw but then there's so much going on th- this thursday march 31st who knows we might uh you know the spur of the moment just spontaneously go somewhere else it, yep. it's uh there's a lot going on um you know brian i i think i told you yeah last episode the cool thing about wrestlemania is wherever city wrestlemania is is hosted in the whole area just becomes a wrestling city yeah. as far as other promotions and events are going on around there. Really trying to capitalize on this one time of the year where so many wrestling fans are in one centralized location. So everyone's capitalizing, having their own separate events going on. And everywhere you turn, you're going to see fellow wrestling fans wearing wrestling gear and shirts and merch titles yep. Yep. i mean you're gonna hear a lot of wooing a lot of people cheering each other on i mean just be prepared brian you're gonna be amongst your pe- your peers your people oh, yeah it, it's gonna be so much fun and just kind of looking up online it looks like dallas texas that downtown area looks like a lot of stuff are happening there so it looks like everything's kind of walking distance looking forward to it you and i will be documenting 
as best we can on social media. So please follow at in the click. That's K-L-I-Q, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, follow me at Baby Huey Official on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Baby Huey 83. Between all that stuff, I'm going to be posting, you know, photos, videos, Instagram stories, all that stuff. Uh, Brian, you know, if everyone wants to follow you at Brian Tronic, that's T-R-O-N-I-C. Right. Yes. I get that right. <laughs> I try not to look at. Yes. I, I try not to look at the spelling on the screen here. So, uh, so yeah. Follow at Brian Tronic. Also at Within the Ropes. Uh, yep. uh, we're gonna be posting on everywhere. We'll be sharing some stuff. Also, you know, Tim from Pro Wrestling Unlimited will also be helping us out with some content related stuff. So make sure to follow at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Um, uh, 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 subscribe to their YouTube channel. Uh, Tim does an amazing job, but yeah, follow Tim on social media as well. Actually, let me let me just confirm. I don't want to screw up. I know on Twitter, yeah, it's P. W Unlimited. So follow them on Twitter or Tim. It's Tim that runs it all. So yeah, follow Tim there. And then if you also want to follow Timmy uh, by himself, follow at Timmy Buddy. Uh, he's going to be like our, uh, you want to call it, our man back home, <laughs> manning yeah. the head, headquarters, I guess you could yeah. say, even though he lives in <laughs> Fresno, a few hours away from us. But yeah, he will be um, helping us produce a lot of great content. I'm looking forward to that. So I think the three of us are like a, a three-headed monster just jumping, representing the West Coast, being mm-hmm. on site in Dallas, Texas, in WrestleMania. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, like I said in the last podcast, I can't wait to kind of relive you know, going to a WrestleMania, traveling to WrestleMania through your eyes, Brian, because I've done yeah. it a few times, but to kind of redo it again vicariously through you, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, is there anything, you know, anything uh, in particular you're looking forward to doing or seeing or experiencing? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just everything, really. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a special time of the year for me. Yeah. As a wrestling fan. Yep. And um you, you you know, getting the opportunity to experience it through a different lens this time mm-hmm. uh is very, very exciting. Uh huge, huge opportunity. So pumped uh and full with energies. It's on my mind every day. So yeah, it, yeah. definitely on the road to WrestleMania. I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah, no, literally we are in the home stretch. This is like the final week. The like this is literally the road to WrestleMania now. Like so mm-hmm. here we are. We're recording on a Monday. We just watched Monday Night Raw. It was um the go home episode of Monday Night Raw before WrestleMania. A stack show combining it was i guess they called it what monday night raw wrestlemania edition or more or less uh they had members of the smackdown roster make appearances so we're gonna do raw wrestlemania (laughs) raw that's right that's right so we will do a a review of raw and you know we'll we'll touch on some stuff from smackdown we won't go full-blown into smackdown discussion now that's been a few days and plus there was a lot of crossover tonight from smackdown so we can acknowledge some stuff from yeah. SmackDown, as we discussed tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into that, I do want to address a couple things before we get into that. Some clickbait-related news. And this came out, I believe, what was it Friday? It was Friday morning. Uh, yes. Triple H officially announced he is retiring from in-ring competition. We kind of knew something was up with his cardiac event that he had last year, last summer, um, after SummerSlam. 
and he did an interview with Stephen A. Smith. And there's clips that got released Friday morning talking about what he went through. And then the full blown, like 15, 16 minute episode or, or interview with Stephen A. Smith is out there on YouTube. You can watch it. I'll probably reshare it at some point on social media. Um, but yeah, he officially announced he's retiring from in the ring. Um, Brian, I'll, uh, yeah, throw it to you, man. Your thoughts on the game announcing his retirement. And I've seen some people online say game over. Yeah, it's bittersweet. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it, again, another one of those moments where it just came out of nowhere. Again, we 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 knew about the cardiac event that took place, and and um, him taking some time off. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I he earned it, in my opinion. He deserves it. I mean, he's a hardworking guy. Um, you know, work, work, work. I'm sure he every single day he was going maybe 110 120 miles per hour um especially with the lengthy schedule um that the wwe has in general not just and that's just aside from his duties and everything he was doing with nxt Mm -hmm. but yeah man i I think the one thing that sucks about it um is that he's kind of having to retire um like not on his own terms yeah yeah, you know, I, I would, I would, I was hoping that we, that at least he would be one of the ones that would finally get to, you, you know, kind of go out on, you know, however he wanted to go out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we we have Taker who, right, who's someone who I think kind of went out the way he wanted to go out, but at the mm-hmm. same time, he was one of those guys that didn't really know. Uh, he had one foot in and one foot out. He kind of overstayed his welcome. <laughs> there have did. been some people who've criticized Undertaker for kind of <laughs> overdoing it. It's like, right. dude, you could have retired a handful of times over the last ten years, right? Yeah. Right. And, but but when whenever Triple H, aside from the last time, uh, well, it wasn't the last time. Uh, it was the the Saudi Arabia trip, the tag team match with Shawn Michaels and Brothers of Destruction. Aside yeah. from that, because I know he like Torres rotator or peck or something mm-hmm. during that match. Aside from that, he, he looked like he was still in great shape to be able to go and, and have another one, like good match, whether it was the last one or not. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it, I'm glad that uh, they caught, uh, they caught it and took care of it. Um, I know in the, in the interview, he said he had viral pneumonia. Yeah. So I'm um, looking up here. the just the recap of that interview from wrestling Inc.com. So yeah, what he told Stephen A. Smith. So we didn't know too much when this all went down back in August, it just said like a heart event, cardiac arrest or whatever. It just WWE was being very vague. And he kind of explained in the interview. He, they were vague on purpose because they knew that, the full extent of what he was going through and, and you know he didn't want to reveal too much yet without knowing full himself what was exactly going on but he told Stephen A. Smith um, he has a generic heart issue I guess his dad had triple bypass surgery his grandfather had heart issues and his great grandfather I think even uh, had it as well so like genetically it's in his you know blood and yeah. And he didn't think anything of it. You know, he gets tested regularly with WWE's doctors, and he's always been in great shape, obviously, as a competitor, in-ring competitor. But no signs of, you know, something tragic or, you know, something bad was on the horizon with his health. Um, but then, sure enough, he, had, he did say he had viral uh, pneumonia. His lungs were inflamed. Um he noticed, you know, his his body wasn't feeling right. He had COVID before, and he said he is vaccinated. 
but the symptoms felt kind of like COVID. So he thought maybe he had COVID again. But sure enough, you know, he, he was uh, uh, coughing up blood. And his wife, Stephanie McMahon, says, we need to go get this checked. And he had fluid in his lungs and it was fluid around his heart. They did an EKG and echo and everything around his heart that uh, pumps out blood. It's supposed to be like 55 to 65 percent ejection fraction. That's like the normal number. He was down to 30. Then he got a text message, text message from his doctor saying, just hurry up, pack a bag, get to the hospital, to the emergency room, fill you in. It got down to 22. And I think right before they had surgery, it got down to like 12. Mm-hmm. So his heart was failing on him. And it's just scary to just think about. Um, and then during the interview trip with, with Stephen A. Smith, he was getting kind of you know choked up and yeah. talking about he was just concerned about surviving and being there for his three young daughters, which is interesting. You know, we don't see, you know, him and Stephanie really talk about the kids too much publicly. I guess they're 15, 13, 11 years old. We've seen them occasionally in the crowd. Uh, I think, what was it? His match with Batista, I think with WrestleMania, like they were ringside. So it's kind of cool. You kind of can't once in a while see them, but yeah, he was just getting emotional thinking about, you know, he, he almost died and he was just worried about leaving his kids behind. So, um, with that being said, Stephen A said, "What's your status wrestling?" He says, "Unfortunately, I can't wrestle again." He has a, um, uh, oh, what's the thing called in your chest? Um, oh, defibrillator. Defibrillator. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and he <clears throat> says he can't wrestle because he doesn't want to take a bump and get shocked on national TV. And right. actually, I know someone who has one, and it's kind of trippy. Like uh, they place it above your heart, and you know. Um, it's like a bump on your over your chest or that part of your heart. Um, mm. It's like you see a little bump, but that's where it's placed at. And then, yeah, anytime your heart, I believe from what I've been told, I'm not a doctor, but if something happens to your heart, then that thing will go off and like shock your heart oh. to get it back going. So it's like a you know the, like a yeah, it's a defibrillator right there, and it will just automatically go on. So yeah, it's under your skin. It's you know inside a part of your body now. So, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, Triple H's career has uh, come to an end now and he just had to retire. And then the whole wrestling community, just the pouring love and support posts, social media posts, and everything was really awesome. You know, it is bittersweet, as you said, Brian. It's We're happy that he's alive and he's finally telling his story and expressing what's going on. But yep. at the same time, it does suck because someone of his status could not officially in on his own terms have a retirement match or yep. or some sort of program to kind of go out on his terms go out on top or you know putting someone else over whatnot you know in the traditional wrestling you know storytelling yeah but nonetheless in the bigger picture things he's alive that's what really matters here uh but i was thinking about it. i was looking it up so it looks like his last match was june 29th 2019 tagged with shinsuke nakamura in a win over Robert Roode and Samoa Joe at a non-televised WWE live event in Tokyo, Japan. His mm. last televised match was against Randy Orton at Super Showdown pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia. That was on June 7th, 2019. So the DX reunion against the Brothers Brothers of Destruction, that was 2018, I'm guessing, then? Yeah. Okay. So that's... And yeah, in the last few years, he's been kind of appearing here or there wrestlemania like i guess his last wrestlemania match was against was it batista or uh 20 
or th- I'm sorry, 35. Yeah, it had to have been Batista. Yeah, Batista in New York. Yeah, 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 I, was, mm-hmm. yeah I was there for that one. So, yeah, it, it's... Uh, a lot of people know. were mentioning that, 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 like, I guess, match, you know, quotation marks that he had with, with uh, Randy Orton in the Thunderdome. <laughs> oh yeah, but was that more of like a, a, a he was in street clothes, right? And it was like yeah. a stare down. And it was like an in ring segment. Yeah. And then I, I, I can, unless I forget, remember during their time in the Thunderdome, or actually, I think this was still in the Performance Center filming mm-hmm. in the, during the pandemic. Didn't they celebrate Triple H's twenty five years with WWE? Remember that happened at so. one point. Him and Shawn yeah. Michaels were in the ring telling oh, jokes. That's and right. Stuff. That's right. That so was in the I, early early pandemic in the Performance Center. That's yeah, right. Yeah, because you know he started his wrestling career in ninety two in WCW as uh, you know like one of the Blue Bloods and <laughs> yep. Uh, but I think he went to WWE. Was it ninety four ninety five? If I remember, uh, I have to look it up, but. Um, uh, I'm just let me see here because you know he he was the elegant. Let's see, uh, yeah, WCW '94 to '95, and then WWE '95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So 2020 would have been his 25th anniversary at the time. So, yeah. um, yeah, man. Like, what at this point? Let's just reflecting on him. What can we say? It has been said already. You know, he's one of the all time greats legendary um i'll turn to you brian just kind of your overall thoughts on you know his career what it meant to you just any you know just thoughts about him what it meant to you yeah it you know he meant a lot to me um i believe um other than hogan right because i think hogan was first was one of those guys he was the bad guy you you love to hate or you hated to love, yeah. right? He was definitely one of those bad guys that you look at and you, oh man, he's, I wish I want to be like Triple H. Like I want to be the game. Like I, I want to <laughs> be uh, <laughs> that damn good, you know? Like yeah. He, yeah. I mean, every single time he was out there and, you know, I remember his transition from, you know, DX and then him being on his own and, you know, the music change and and him having those matches with with uh, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack. Yeah. Oh, it was it's, some of the best, man. I, I, OK, a couple things. And God, I know this is going to turn into a bit longer than I was anticipating. But I, I heard I forgot who said it. But if you look at all his theme songs and put them back to back to back, play them together, mm-hmm. I guess technically the theme of each theme or, or the, the story in each song, it tells his full wrestling career, mm. which is kind of trippy to think about that. Um, so you, if you play the songs back to back to back, it kind of over the lyrics and stuff, the the story from one song to the next, it actually plays his, his or plays out his career or kind of explains, wow. you know, who he is, which is interesting, or at least, you know, because every theme song kind of reflected his gimmick and what he represented yeah. at the time. So I can see how that's easily that correlation there. Um, Definitely. But I'm just looking over, you know, his accomplishments, you know, 14 time champion WWE, nine times with the WWE championship, five times with the world heavyweight championship, five time intercontinental champion. He was in the uh, Hall of Fame in 2019 with DX. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he'll get in two more times with Evolution and then him by himself, singles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won the Royal Rumble twice, 2002 and 2016. Two-time European champion, three-time tag team champion, 
main evented WrestleMania seven times. Uh, you know, he's executive COO of WWE. He founded and was the executive producer of NXT, won the King of Ring in 97. But for all you clicks out there, if you don't know, he was supposed to win King of the Ring in 96. But we all know Stone Cold won that instead because Triple H got punished for the curtain mm-hmm. call with the click. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's a Grand Slam champion, one of the all-time greats. Um, but, yeah, I loved his early run. You know, he was like the regal, you know, sophisticated you know, he had what Sable, a young Sable coming out with him. Yep. And remember when <laughs> Ultimate Warrior beat him hella quick at that one yep. WrestleMania. <laughs> and then going on, forming, aligning with Shawn Michaels, forming DX. I mean, come on, what can mm-hmm. we say about DX that we haven't talked about before? Legendary. Yep. And then when he kind of branched off on his own after Shawn retired early, that five years he was away from WWE. Triple H really went into his own as far as moving on up to the main event scene. Um, and then, you know, f- forming, you know, evolution and just yep. dominating as world champion. Then Sean coming back, they reformed DX. And that was a little more goofier yeah. comedic stuff. And just, yeah, everything he's accomplished. And, you know, what he's done with NXT, you can argue as great as his own career was. A lot of people say, you know, his work, body of work with NXT is really was like paying it forward. Like the family yeah. tree, he kind of created just a brand that had some of the best wrestling for many years. And so many talented came through that system and became homegrown stars with WWE. So he really created the next generation of superstars and, you know, takeovers, just NXT as a whole for that run yeah. was amazing. Um, you know, so much to talk about. I, it was interesting for Triple H, I guess I want to ask you, who do you think is his all-time greatest opponent? Because I feel like he's had so many legendary matches with different people in different parts of his career. Yeah. It's kind of tough to narrow it down. Um, Wow. I mean, That's Mick a- Foley, Undertaker, The Rock, those are like the yeah. first three I think of. Yeah. I, I mean, Foley and Rock, and I, and I want to say on here that, you know, uh, SummerSlam was it ninety eight? Uh, Triple H and Rock in that ladder match, yes, in the Garden. That's underrated. That's a ladder match that doesn't really get talked about very much. Yep. Um, I remember Triple H had the purple tights on. I, yes, I, I, yes. I used to have the I used to have the figure uh, when I was little. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I would me personally, I would say Foley because I think Foley helped. Triple H go to that next level when you talk about yeah the game and you you, you, you know uh just being that I don't even know what to hated call it heel yeah that hated heel I mean even during the McMahon Helmsley era I yeah. mean I, I made it I made a joke on Twitter uh, the other day I said you know I feel like during the McMahon Helmsley era Foley got fired and rehired like every week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he lost his job so many times with Triple H and Stephanie were in control, you know? So, um, you know, the, so rock, many... the rock saved him. Cause <laughs> yeah. so what, what, with the announcement of the retirement, I w- was, uh, my dad had a doctor's appointment. I was killing time sitting in the mm-hmm. car. I started rewatching Royal Rumble 2000 and that legendary mm-hmm. street fight with Mick Foley mm-hmm. and Triple H and just that video package, goosebumps watching and just, <laughs> Triple H, you know, the heel that he was and firing yep. McFoley and then the rock said, you better rehire him. And, and, <laughs> and, um, uh, uh, 
you, you know, it just got like I said, just Mick Foley. He's like, I, I realize I'm not like tough enough or whatever to to take you on, but I know someone who is. He rips his he rips shirt off. <laughs> just it's a Cactus Jag shirt, so it's still him. And then Triple H sold it. Like, oh my god, he got so yeah. scared. Oh my god, I'm gonna face Cactus Jack now. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> so it just amazing story. But sorry not to cut you off, but like no, yeah, that's, um, but that seed that that right that it's perfect. Like I because I, I I can watch. Royal Rumble 2000. I ha- I own the DVD. Like mm. I, it, that's one of my favorite like uh, rest, uh, Royal Rumbles, but also moments for Triple H. Yeah, just him coming out in the garden, uh, and you know, I remember he sent Stephanie to the back. She wasn't even out there for the match. Like that was yeah. a big big match, you know, and yeah. it was brutal. I remember the behind the scenes. He got a wooden pallet stuck in his in his uh in his uh calf or something yeah you got a wooden pallet stuck in his leg and i remember they were taking it out backstage while the royal rumble match was going on and uh (laughs) well no because like you think about it to his credit Mm -hmm. when like austin had to retire early the rock Mm -hmm. went to hollywood yep he sean michaels was retired at that point still he was that bridge between like the attitude era and the ruthless aggression era. Like mm-hmm. he stuck there the whole time. A lot of guys came and went different projects and whatnot. He was the consistent force, you know, that wrestled every single week. And listen, I know a lot of people said what well, the ring of terror that he had where he just constantly like booked himself or whoever the powers that be booked him to win mm-hmm. all the time. I know the biggest complaint was what WrestleMania 19. A lot of people thought Booker T should have won yep. that night. Mm-hmm. And that promo beforehand was a lot of question. <clears throat> people question, you know, the topic and stuff that he brought up there. But it, it's to his credit, you know, he was very loyal to WWE and stuck around. Yeah. And I'm with you when he elevated himself in that main event scene with China. And, you know, after DX was over, and he really became the game, the cerebral assassin, the like the menacing heel, and just Jim Ross on those legendary calls, just like screaming mm-hmm. his voice, like hated mm-hmm. Triple H and all the bad things he did. Two man power trip with Stone Cold Steve Austin for a quick minute, you know, but he got hurt tearing his quads. It was against Jericho and Benoit, and he was out, and they came back, and they had the uh, that video package with U two playing the, the the music and he made that quick re- recovery to Madison Square Garden that huge return yep um but he was a tremendous heel mm-hmm. and um uh, I, I always thought it was cool you know when he was on top pre-evolution and during evolution he brought back the big gold belt apparently yep. I heard someone say I guess Vince and Bruce Pritchard were against bringing back the big gold belt but he was really like I want that. Like you right. remember Bischoff handed it to him to, or yep. we're bringing it back. You're he- here. You're the champion. I think it was on Raw, right? Yep, yep, sure was. We need a belt for because the brand split started the first one. So it's mm-hmm. like here, take this title. But you know, he knew that historically the big gold belt meant a lot to people. Obviously, WCW and NWA. So I was mm-hmm. respected. He loved the history of the NWA, and I think has like an NWA. Uh, world's heavyweight championship title in his office. Um, I thought that was just cool. Like he was, he was the one that said, I want the big gold belt to be the second championship uh, title. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, just legendary stuff. I mean, he's just, he's so cool. And then evolution was his version of the four horsemen. Uh, I mean, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, there's so much to say, but like I said, I always respected him staying around. And yeah. I know, like I said, people do complain. He kind of dominated a lot. True. Yeah. But, 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 yeah, but, but, but he, he stuck it out. Yeah. Real quick. I don't think he gets enough credit, though. He was the John Cena of that era. He was the Roman Reigns of the, you know, the guy mm-hmm. who, in that sense, when you're the guy, you don't want the guy losing. You, you don't, you don't want him, yeah. you know. Losing yeah. all the time. I mean, because you look at uh, how people complained about that then and then look at now, like if Roman Reigns lost, you know, multiple. I mean, he hasn't been pinned what since 2019. Right. So I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if Triple H you know, or if Roman Reigns today was had his run if throughout his run, he was losing. Right. Up to um, this point, people yeah. would be like, oh, you know, why would you let your champion lose that much? Blah, 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 blah. Versus back then, you know, you kind of appreciate now because he wouldn't be who he is today. You know, mm-hmm. the the game, we wouldn't be looking at Triple H. Um, he wouldn't be as accomplished if he just lost and didn't have all those, you know, rivalries with so many people. I And hypothetically, I know like hindsight critical but at the time like when jeff hardy did finally beat him yeah it was a big deal yep like for jeff hardy and freddie prince <laughs> jr who was part of that storyline and i mean writing it behind the scenes and he's talked yeah. about it i know now in hindsight there's some people who, who were against jeff hardy winning because of his you know personal issues mm-hmm. and he wasn't actually champion that long but you know, in that moment, it was a big deal for Jeff Hardy, this underdog, to beat Triple H, who was such a dominant force. Hence mm-hmm. why, like, when Roman Reigns, eventually when he does lose, whoever beats him, that should be a big deal and create a yes. new star. So, yes, um, yeah, I mean, like, God, there's so much to talk about. Triple H has such a long career and, you know, so many cool moments, cool WrestleMania entrances and gear and gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, just theme songs, entrance music. You always had the best music, you know, with Motorhead. <laughs> yeah. Motorhead's my brother's favorite band. So to hear Lemmy's voice every week and, mm-hmm. you know, hear Motorhead. And they played at a WrestleMania, played him out to the ring. That was so cool. And I know he was close <laughs> friends with Lemmy. And I think there were rumors when Lemmy passed away, I think Triple H help pay for the funeral that that's a rumor i heard so mm-hmm. if the, the they streamed the funeral and triple h and stephanie were like sitting front row i remember that so mm-hmm. uh you know it's just god so much and just the impact he's had on so many of the other upcoming young talent it's just um you know he he really was a a big part of our childhood and the entertainment there so thank you triple h for all your contributions. It was just great, entertaining stuff. And um, like I said, I can ramble on. I mean, it was cool. Like at NXT, he brought rock and metal to NXT as well. Yeah. I always loved that, that influence. So, um, you know, I, thought, Fred, I always thought his last match would be in NXT somehow, some way. <laughs> Honestly, I I'm was sure, waiting for a, a sure. Triple H takeover match. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we kind of thought Seth and him were going to do something there when he, yep. when Seth hijacked <clears throat> that one takeover, but mm. You know, I know we can keep going on and on talking about Triple H here, but I'm sure we will at various points when Triple H win, he eventually goes in the Hall of Fame by himself. We'll talk a lot about that. So, yeah. But yeah, thank you, Triple H, for everything. And uh, yeah, glad to see he's doing much better now with his health. And yeah, we need him, at least an executive role. It looks like he's back in the office and stuff. So we'll still have a presence of Triple H, whatnot. Oh, yeah. So. Um, I always thought he should have been like the new Vince McMahon for this era for someone. I know yeah. they had the authority years ago, but 
you know, maybe at some point, maybe he can be like a new Vince McMahon type persona. Mm-hmm. Gotta give someone to feed him, though, like an Austin type person. So we'll see. But speaking of the Hall of Fame, I do want to acknowledge this. It got announced this morning. The Steiner brothers are the latest inductees to the 2022 class of the Hall of Fame. Brian, your thoughts, man, on the uh, <laughs> yeah, the Steiner brothers finally going in. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm glad that they finally get to go in, you know, whatever um, beefs or or whatever they, you know, Scott Steiner personally had with the company or Triple H. H, Hopefully, hopefully that's put to the to the put behind them. And uh, I think it's great for wrestling fans. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's great for the fans and it's great for, um, you know, everyone who loved the Steiner brothers to get to see them inducted and honored and appreciated you know i was a wasn't a huge steiner brothers fan when they were in uh wwf but you know once they got the wcw and yeah. uh they were pretty cool <laughs> yeah man i i love watching them growing up because they were big guys but you know like scott steiner oh. uh was doing some big high flying moves i mean the yeah. the steiner recliner or her karana whoever Whoever does it, whatever name, uh, Frankensteiner, Frankensteiner. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yep. Scott Steiner says he invented the move. So don't ever say her Karana in front of him. He gets pissed no. off. Yes. Um, but no, I'm super happy for them. It's long overdue. They are one of the most influential tag teams. I would say for me behind road warriors, they're one of my all time favorite tag teams. So much fun to watch. And then obviously Rick and Skyner had you know their singles run. Rick had a pretty good run in WCW. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had the battle with Chucky the doll. And, yep. and uh, <laughs> I think, was he a television champion, I think? Or US cha- yeah. Television. Uh, had a couple matches with Booker T. That's right. And then, uh, you know, I mean... I mean, Scott Steiner, come on, Big Papa Pump, <laughs> the freak, just yep. his run, you know, became a heavyweight champ, U.S. champion, heavyweight champion, WCW, and even, you know, uh, he had a little run in WWE, didn't last too long, but then, you know, he had a pretty good run in TNA, if I remember correctly as well, um, but no, they're both legendary wrestlers, and, you know, they're, they're um, you know, that the, the their name continues on. Well, I loosely say their name, but Braun Breaker, Rick Steiner's son, is in NXT right now, dominating, doing great things. So I, I think the timing's nice because Braun Breaker's finally breaking out in NXT, yep. kind of capitalizing on his momentum and bringing the Steiner brothers back into the fold with the Hall of Fame. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for the Hall of Fame speech, though. That's Me too. <laughs> I. <laughs> I mean, God, I mean, just, you know, Scott Steiner is his old theme music, the woo, the siren, and yep. holla if you hear me. I mean, it's going to be awesome. I, I hope they let him just speak. You know, he has no filter. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm super excited for this. Um, so looking at the 2022 class for the Hall of Fame, we got the Undertaker, Vince McMahon's going to induct him. Vader's going in. Oh, it says here in Wikipedia, Mick Foley's going to be inducting him. I guess it makes sense. They had some, you know, of the yeah, feud the- in WCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, Queen Charmelle is going in and her husband, mm-hmm. Booker T, is going to be introducing or uh, inducting her. Uh, Steiner Brothers going in and then uh, the Warrior Award. We should also acknowledge that came out a few days ago. Shad Gaspard yes. is going to be getting the Warrior Award, which amazing. Just, you know, it's tragic. He passed away a couple years ago, but. 
do so, saving his son from drowning in uh, the ocean there at the mm. beach a couple years ago. Um, mm-hmm. and we know him at his time in crime, his time in crime time with <laughs> JTG and JTG, you know, wrestles out here in the Bay Area pretty regularly with uh, stars of wrestling. So, um, but it's cool that they're acknowledging Shad Gaspar because he really is a hero for saving his son's life. So, um, yeah, that's going to be really cool to see. And so it looks like five total. And now we are. So Steiner Brothers got announced this week leading up to WrestleMania. I wonder if that's going to be it. Kind of a smaller class, but I'm actually happy with that. Yeah. Gives more time to Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Undertaker is going to go a lot longer than probably any other speech ever. Yep. Um, and then it, I like it, but it kind of flows better, you know, keep it shorter, you know, with, yeah. with less inductees, you get more emphasis on each one. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. when they get too big, I feel like they just kind of power through them super fast. Like the one last year when it was 2020 and 2021 class combined, yeah, they were just going fast one after the other. So <laughs> I, I like this, keep it to five. It's great because it, mm-hmm. think about it as well. It's going to be happening right after SmackDown. So that's going to be a little bit of a long night anyway. Yep. Yep. So for everyone attended. So yeah, we will be out there. We will uh, be doing some social media in real time. You can watch in Peacock. You should tune in. Maybe you can see us on TV wherever we're sitting. Who knows? Yep. I'm just saying. Who knows? All right, let's jump on over to uh, tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw, the go-home episode, uh, Raw WrestleMania. Is that what they're calling it again? WrestleMania WrestleMania Raw. Raw. (laughs) Brian, turn it to you, man. Can I just hear your quick overall thoughts on uh, tonight's episode? Um, It was was better than I thought it was going to be. It it felt like they put a little more effort than they usually would in trying to sell us, you know, what's supposed to happen. you know, Saturday and Sunday at WrestleMania, they um, from the original, uh, I, I guess you could say script or what they had put out the matches that they announced last week. It seemed like they were shifting some things around. Um, you know, I thought we were going to see uh, Alpha Academy and I, well, I believe RK Bro or something, but we okay. didn't see that. We didn't see that, which I'm glad we didn't because I'm I feel like they've they've wrestled enough. You know, yes. they've they've wrestled each other enough. Let's just wait until we get the triple threat tag match at WrestleMania. Um, but, yeah, overall, the show was decent. It it it, it was a, gr- a, a good effort, better than than what they normally give us mm-hmm. on a go home show. They had, you know, Rowan and, and, and Brock and, you know, all the people from from SmackDown and Raw on the show. So it was it was decent. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Um yeah, I'm with you as far as it looked like it was cool seeing SmackDown come over and cross over, and it looks like they, um, I enjoy, okay, I'll say this, it was a stacked episode as far as you look on paper, who was featured, who showed up, who came, now as far as some of the execution of the storylines, nothing too major happened, they were like, oh my god, what a final episode before heading to WrestleMania and like I'm really got to tune in now it's like the right. ultimate cliffhanger we didn't get that no but with that being said though um it 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 you know like I said it it was cool with the crossover seeing everyone show up there from Raw and Smackdown together it was like a a super show of sorts um I enjoyed how every segment involved something leading up to building up like the last bit of story 
leading into WrestleMania. Whatever yeah. they didn't get to on SmackDown last Friday, they kind of finished it off here leading into WrestleMania. Now, like I said, some of the execution, we'll get into some of that, uh, you know, coming up here. But, um, you know, it's, uh, I guess let's go ahead and jump right into it. Like I said, it felt like it was a stack show, but it's just like um, some of the stuff was okay. So we'll kick it off with Brock Lesnar. He comes into the ring. They replayed what happened on SmackDown. And like I, I think I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to go super in-depth on SmackDown. We'll kind of combine it all here. Uh, so Brock Lesnar comes to the ring. They show the replay what happened on SmackDown, where he pretty much took over Roman Reigns' locker room last Friday and just destroyed it and just sitting there waiting for him because he kept saying, well, Roman, I can't touch Roman unless he provokes me. So he just kind of, you know, poking the bear by destroying the locker room there. <laughs> yep. Um and then he cuts this promo, and I don't know, man. It just, it just said like, yeah, he wants he wants to fight Roman Reigns. That's it. Like, I just felt like there wasn't much substance there. I don't know what you think about it. Well, yeah, it wasn't much to say, and I feel like in promos and situations like that that Brock was in tonight, I feel like it was missing something. Maybe because uh, normally what they do is you know they have him go out there and maybe announce a stipulation for the match or. Um, you know, they 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 obviously, you know, we didn't get the normal, which we'll probably get Friday. Who who knows? But mm-hmm. we didn't get the normal stare down, you know, face oh, yeah, to yeah. face, you know, brawl, which I'm kind of glad because I felt like they've been in front of each other and touched each other enough. You know, okay. and if this is if they're pushing for this to be the biggest match WrestleMania history, we all know that that's 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 the tagline. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Stupid. others. <laughs> oh yeah, I know they've been saying it's the greatest match ever, which I'm like, mm, that could be a debate, a separate yes. debate. Yes. Um, listen, I get it. they gotta try to sell the show. <laughs> every year it's always this is the best match ever, this is the best show mm-hmm. ever, every year. So yeah. like this yeah. is this is the biggest match in my opinion of Roman Reigns' career because this yeah. is the night where I feel like he could really solidify himself as the guy in WWE, you know, unifying the titles. Who better? (laughs) Who better than Canyon? (laughs) No, but I'm with you because jumping ahead to Roman's promo, he did acknowledge he has yet to beat Brock at WrestleMania. So this is the first time Roman has kind of acknowledged that that's his one weakness Mm -hmm. that he has not beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And so that's kind of like as much as he has accomplished and been a dominant force for the last couple of years, that's like the one thing hanging over his head. And Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get into that more with Roman's promo, but yeah, Brock here, just kind of like comes out, says hi to everyone, does his own says Paul Heyman always introduced me. I want to introduce myself. Welcome to Monday night raw. Yada, yada, yada. It was like, okay, cool. You know, they kind of blew their load a little early as far as, you know, two weeks ago, Rome or sorry, Brock attacking the bloodline with like the tractor trailer, destroying the SUV. And then this past Friday on SmackDown, he still took the SUV with the like the pitchfork type sledgehammer, breaking the SUV, mm-hmm. destroying the locker room. So even though they have been touching each other, Brock's just been like a nuisance to Roman Reigns and everything he owns and, you know, making a life a living hell for him. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, but tonight not too much happened here, which I'm kind of like, uh, like I kind of wish they would have done some. They maybe held back like a week or two earlier and save it for tonight. That's what I was kind of hoping for. But let me ask you this: What are your thoughts on how Brock has been presented as a baby face? It's been amazing to me. He comes off as such a badass baby phase and it's like it shows when wwe does it right they can still make badass baby faces that we want to cheer for why yeah. can't they do this with other people on the roster it's why yeah. is it only just brock lesnar so yeah your thoughts on this t- this booking of him the last few months as this cowboy baby face brock yeah it's 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 been it's been great like like you said it it makes you wonder like how come you know everyone else doesn't get i guess kind of the free reign to kind of reinvent themselves and go yeah. out there and you know try new things like hey you know maybe this will work i don't know whose idea it was whether it was his or creatives or what but um it definitely makes this matchup because i think had they'd had to change something because if we yeah. had went into the traditional you know, beast incarnate, same dynamic. Yeah. It it just wouldn't have worked. So we needed uh, Brock Lesnar to kind of change it up, switch it up, give us a different side of him. Um, And he's been doing that, you know, whether he was, you know, whether he's going coming in and winning the championship or not. Um, One thing that interests me also is that I, I want to talk about this during this whole build, we got Mm -hmm. no, I feel like this is a match big enough, a moment big enough uh, for some sit downs. Like we didn't get any sit down talks. Oh, no, yeah. No, like, you, you know, like old those school promos. JR. Yeah. yeah, we didn't get any. I felt like I, I would just love to to because we kind of got to see it tonight with, you know, and we'll get into it with Roman and how, talking about how he feels about not beating. Yeah. Rock. Like, I feel like that should have been the the main focus here uh like because he hasn't and that's a fact it's true yeah. you know i was like that that could have been a story beat they could acknowledge a couple weeks ago to kind of put mm-hmm. it in our heads like why even though roman's a heel mm-hmm. i've been dominant force but what is his main motivation why he needs to win at wrestlemania not only be undisputed unified champion but like the one thing he has not accomplished that like haunts him is defeating yeah. Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And they finally acknowledge that tonight. And here we are, what, six days away from the match. <laughs> like, I think that could have been something they acknowledged like three weeks ago, at least. Yep. So, um, no, that's a very good point. Um, but yeah, like I said, Brock has been amazing to watch. And I hope what happens is they learn from this is like, okay. Let's take this formula that we've been doing with Brock Lesnar. He's going to go away at some point, probably after WrestleMania. If he drops, if and when he loses to drops the title to Roman, he's probably going to go away for a while. Mm. Do that same formula with someone else that you see on the roster, you know, Drew McIntyre or whoever that you think could be like another strong baby face to maybe be opponent for Roman Reigns. Give them that same type of motivation presentation that us fans can cheer and be like that's a badass baby face i want to see kick roman reigns ass mm-hmm. that's what i'm getting at here yep um uh, all right so one way i'm gonna kind of go power through a lot of these segments um brian please by all means jump in and okay. you know acknowledge anything that you want that stood out for you uh next up we saw miz take on Rey mysterio 
Miz still had uh, Ray's mask. They took uh, <laughs> Logan Paul comes out wearing it, so just taunting Lucha Ray. Lucha Logan, <laughs> Lucha Logan. Um, Dominic gets ejected early on in the match while Logan Paul still out there wearing the mask. Ultimately, we see Ray pick up the victory, and they steal. Dom comes back out. They steal the mask off Logan Paul, and then they so they reclaim the mask. Um, I it's going to be interesting. To see, I, I am. I, I think the Mysterios are going probably going to win at WrestleMania. Father and son, especially they need to win as a make good for last year. Because remember last year they had the big moment of winning the SmackDown tag titles, but it was on that SmackDown episode in the Thunderdome and not in Tampa at the actual yep. WrestleMania event. So I yep. think as a make good, give them that big win feel in front of the WWE universe. So yeah. Anything else on a you want to um, mention? Dominic is um, stepping up and sticking up and standing up for his dad a whole lot lately. Yeah. Um, I just want Clicksters to keep an eye on that. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say that there's a chance that we could possibly see a split after Mania, but I don't know. He needs Either to rate. Either Rafe is going to feel either they split and he goes to 2.0 like everyone's been asking. Uh, and then, you know, obviously they stay father and son or make make Dominic interesting. Either have yes. the, 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 the road that they were going to seem like they were going down where he was just messing up a lot and Ray was getting frustrated. And like I was thinking overprotective father figure. Yeah. It was like, he's like, get away. Like, let me do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I was thinking something was going to happen there, but you know, obviously they they put us they put a pause on it, and they got this whole match with Miz and Logan Paul. Miz, I know that he's going to go all out. He's been doing the best he can to sell this thing. I know it's not transferring over as well as they would like to in terms of like excitement for the fans, but I'm excited to see what Logan Paul does, and and I think he's been doing a phenomenal job. Yeah. Also, Logan Paul for being a YouTube star, social media influencer, all that stuff, Vine star. You know, he he seems very natural on the microphone, so he does come off as a heel. I yeah. I don't know what his long term goals are, but he he would probably be a cool manager or something mm-hmm. at some point. But you know, oh, yeah. dude, he probably makes so much money with his other <laughs> business ventures. He probably doesn't need WWE, right. so uh, you know he can do one and done, come back next year, or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, no, this match can be interesting. But I do, I agree with you. Dominic needs his own identity. He's just known as Ray's son. He needs his own personality, storyline played out. You know, he did pretty well in NXT 2.0 with those appearances there recently. I, I, I think, yeah, he should go down there and kind of just find himself. So, yeah, I'm all for that. Uh, next up, we saw a video of Seth Rollins visiting uh, Titan Towers WWE headquarters for a meeting with Vince McMahon. He shared on social media on the weekend. He got a text from Vince. Says, I need to have a meeting with you. Um, and the, vi- the full Is video that- came... Is that yeah. the new? Is that the new? I don't think office? so. I don't think they've they've opened them yet. Okay. Okay. I, I was curious because I feel like every time they film something involving Vince, uh, I noticed that the area just looked different. Oh, like the area okay. to Vince's office. I got. I got to look closely <laughs> at it. Um, but no, so he, he goes. Vince vi- visits Vince McMahon at the headquarters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually watched the full video video earlier. They released it on Twitter. Early in the day and on yep. YouTube, so um, 
when that aired on Raw, I was like, I already watched this. But yeah, he got there like two hours early, like right before seven <laughs> o'clock. The meeting wasn't until nine, so he was waiting for two hours. But he has the meeting with Vince. And just, you know, uh, long story short, Vince is like, why even going through all this hassle trying to get a match for WrestleMania? You could just came and asked me. I would have booked you a match. And Seth is like, really? I could have just asked for a match? And he's like, yeah. With that being said, I'm going to pick your opponent for WrestleMania. I don't know. What do you think of this whole promo? Seth was super happy. He's like, I'm going to WrestleMania now. He's like yelling at the T-Rex skeleton uh, uh, fossil in the in the office. It was it was a it was a great interaction between the two of them. It was good, and um, I wish that they would have shown more of the time that it passed by between oh. when he got there from when he went to like I would have loved to see him like get frustrated or fall asleep go or to the bathroom go to the ba- or wake up and <laughs> break like, room ha- have an alarm set and wake up every hour and be like oh is, is he ready you know stuff like that would have been really really funny but I know they kind of wanted to just get to the point everyone yeah. wanted to know if Seth Rollins was going to have a match at Mania and and Vince you know it, it, being Vince all you had to do was ask me he's yeah. been in a, all you had to do was ask me mood yeah I feel like <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's like that easy, like, yeah. which is kind of funny because it's like the last like three weeks, the drama every week, it's been kind of been for nothing then, theoretically. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have been critical of this whole storyline. It's like, dude, it's Seth Rollins. He's one of your biggest stars. You're not going to leave him off WrestleMania. There's been other guys just getting matches handed to him, and he's been fighting for a match for all these weeks. Mm-hmm. So I know the storyline, a lot of people have been critical, but... For me, as a fan, as I, I kind of take a step back. It's just, just watch it. Don't get super yeah. uptight with the details. Like, yeah. it, 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 they're just trying to give Seth some drama to to his match eventually. So, with that being said, a lot of people are speculating it's going to be Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. finally. But you were expressing a little doubt, though. Yeah, just because, um, well, for one, they announced it for WrestleMania Saturday, mm-hmm. night one. And, you know, if you're if you're if you're if you're already clashing, you're on Saturday. That means you're clashing with Ronda and Charlotte. You're clashing with KO and Austin, which has been rumored to be the main event segment of the of night Kevin one. Kevin did say main event. Tonight. He did, you know, so. So, hey, um, Brian, just heads up, man. You and I, we got to run down. Like, <laughs> I, we're, we're not, I mean, I, I'm just putting it yeah. out there. We don't need to sit up in the press box. I got to, we got to get down, find some open seats somewhere. Yeah. And just, I want to yeah. see this in person. I want to experience the glass shattered mm-hmm. amongst the WWE universe and watch yes. Stone Cold walk down the ramp. Oh, you know, yeah. Up close. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. Okay, that's going to gonna be crazy. <laughs> but, but you, you know, it, so when they, when WrestleMania Saturday, Seth Rollins, Vince McMahon is going to pick his opponent. Um, you know, it, at first, I, you know, I, I was on Twitter. At first, I'm reading people are saying, oh, it's going to be Omos. Okay. You know, oh, maybe Gable <laughs> Stevenson. But I'm like, ah, I can't be I Gable. I saw Goldberg. I was like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, it can't be Gable either because it's like, ah, that's that would be very underwhelming. Yes. We've waited. We've done all this, gone through all this for Gable. And then I think like, okay, if it is Cody. Is that going to be satisfying? If you, if from a fan standpoint, like, is that satisfying? Cody, 
being announced uh, in like a undercard or like a mid card segment. I, I don't know. It could be before the main event segment, which is okay if that's the case, right? Um, yeah. I just felt like I just felt like if it was Cody, it would be on like Sunday. But you could, I mean, you got a lot on Sunday. You got McAfee on Sunday. You got Logan Paul on Sunday, I believe, um, and. Roman and Brock on Sunday and Knoxville on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, yep. So you got all that stuff that you obviously. And I mean, I guess, you know, that'll be nice. That'll be a nice. Oh, my God. Moment before Austin, you know, double whammy send the fans home Saturday night. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I cannot wait to see Cody's An- return. A- another another name I saw was Bray Wyatt, but I'm like, I don't see that happening. I don't see that. <laughs> nah. Uh, but no, nah, I'm excited. If it's Cody Rhodes, I mean, mm-hmm. all the dirt cheap riders have been reporting it's going to be Cody. So, yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, next up, we saw Omos come out to the ring. Another two on one match, this time with the Viking Raiders. It didn't last that long because one of them, uh, who was it? The bald headed one. Sorry. I'm, it was, uh, was it Ivar? No. Ivar. Yeah. Got hurt and the match got called out you know no contest or whatever um i was worried because like viking raiders i love viking raiders they're such a dominant force in nxt former tag team champions and i'm like why are they got a job out to omos here luckily the injury angle i think kind of saved them a little bit here it was eric sorry it was eric it was eric okay so but still i'm watching this and i'm like oh don't do this to viking raiders like yeah this is why you hire enhanced talent indie wrestlers to come in and job for someone like do not use one of your top tag teams just for this segment that's what kind of got frustrating for me like watching this it's like you could easily just got two local talents from the pittsburgh area where they were at raw tonight just to do that uh, but the main thing was you know, Omos wants an opponent for WrestleMania, and sure enough, Bobby Lashley comes out. He's gonna be fighting, and that guy kind of got leaked out. I think on Fightful Select like last yeah. week, mm-hmm. but it's official. Bobby Lashley is back. <laughs> I mean, okay, kayfabe. He got a concussion uh, mm-hmm. at uh, Elimination Chamber, and that was what uh, was that like five weeks ago? Now I want to say, got some, yeah, close to five. Yeah, yeah, it's not close. Um, but he's back, but everyone, all the reports were he had shoulder problems, going to have surgery and be out for four months at least. So I don't know what's going on here. Did he not have surgery and he's going to work through it? Or mm-hmm. I, I don't know, unless he, he's just going to wrestle one match and then finally get the surgery. But I'm super happy because as much as I love the car for WrestleMania, I was bummed that when I could see Bobby Lashley wrestle mm-hmm. but now we are so him yeah. and Omos are going to wrestle had a little back and forth finally Bobby Lashley took down Omos hit him outside the ring the big story that the commentators were really stressing was Omos undefeated but has not been yet taken off his feet yeah that looks like that's the big story be here I don't know about you Brian I mentioned to use off the air to me this really seems like they're trying to recreate Andre the Giant Hulk Hogan WrestleMania 3 vibes. Yeah. I don't know about you is that how you kind of interpret this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah and, and also um but it, you know I feel like it'll probably be you know I don't know I feel like in a match like this a moment like this it would be a shame that Omos have taken down uh Cruz and and um what's his name? 
uh, 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 Commander, uh, Commander Aziz. Aziz. Yeah. Uh, you know, two times, and then uh, you know, Viking Raiders tonight, and, and a few more people just to get to Lashley. And not saying that Lashley's not capable, but I feel like you know, this is this is Omos's moment. You, if you want to create stars, you want to bring some legitimacy to someone. I feel like you think Omos um, is going to win here. I feel like he should. I don't oh know if he God. will. Okay. I feel I feel like he should. Um, you know, beat Bobby Lashley and wow. Bobby Lashley looks really tiny next to Omos. I, I'm, I'm watching. I'm like, oh my God! Like, and where's MVP tonight, man? I kind of I missed it. Yeah, but I don't, and Bobby didn't he look like he just ran out there without his full gear on? Like, look, yeah. was this like he's like, oh, I'm up next. Quickly yeah. put on his like whatever gear he could get on real quick. He didn't look yep. full. He didn't have the full tape and everything. Nope. nope. Looked, looked very naked out there. <laughs> but I, I, you know, uh, props to Omos too for, um, the, that interaction he had with Lashley looked, looked good. It looked yeah. decent. Um, he made Lashley's shoulder bump to him look really good also. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I mean, it's all about, I, I'm all about WWE creating these new stars and all trying right. to push, hopefully. Hey. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Keep in mind, a lot of people were speculating. It's like, okay, you released Braun Strowman last year. Yes. But you keep Omos around. So are they investing as Omos as the next big dominant force on their roster? If that's the case, what better way to really solidify his place on the roster than with the win over Bobby Lashley, the almighty former two-time WWE champion Bobby Lashley. So I, I can that's something to keep out for. But yeah, I just saw is is Omos gonna get a body slam from Bobby Lashley? They're gonna try to recreate Hogan, Andre the Giant, <laughs> WrestleMania three. Uh, I mean, this is a very half-ass storyline. Quick, like less than a week build versus yep. Andre and Hogan, which was much longer. Former friends <laughs> hate each other. Yep. Andre, no. Yeah. <laughs> when he, when Andre ripped the necklace ripped. off him, scratched him, and he was crying. And but didn't Hogan say in an interview he had like uh, uh, been gay or, or uh, like to make him cry? I forgot. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to that match. Seeing Bobby Lashley in person. I love Bobby Lashley. Um, next up, we saw just a wedding proposal in the 24 seven title scene. I don't even spend too much time. Reggie yeah. just randomly p- proposed to Dana. Then uh, Tazawa proposed to Tamina. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, where's our truth been? The twenty four seven title has not been the same without our truth. It just well, he was he was in the cuts, you know, the scout now with the binoculars. But it's you just, know, it, it turns to just the four of them now for months now. Yeah, you know, I, I said on Twitter that I. This is good for them. I think the four of them are entertaining. Yeah. Um, they've brought a different element to the 24-7 championship. And, you know, it's not the best. You know, it's not that. It's not everybody's taste of entertainment. But um, it did, does let you see a different side of Tazawa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, a little more character um, building there. Yeah. Yeah. And which, you know, Tazawa is a hell of a wrestler. But in terms of 
character we haven't really got to see design you know but i feel like wwe is always good when you have those type of moments i'm glad it wasn't like a big thing in the ring like up next type segment it was backstage yeah backstage you know real quick really cool really nice um it's all what what, what worries me though is the what's next you know like uh we've seen all this yeah, we we've seen different stages of the twenty four seven title segments, and and this one is almost about everything but the twenty four seven championship. Is this gonna lead to like a double wedding, and someone's gonna get pinned, <laughs> like with uh, what's his name, British guy cruiserweight? Um, oh my god, Spud, Rockstar Spud, I yes. Drake uh, Maverick, Drake Maverick. He had the twenty four seven title when he got married, right? Adam around this way. He so did. This is, it's going to be a double marriage and like something to get pinned. Our oh truth is going to officiate or something. I already. Do you see think they go out? Do you think they go on that long? <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. Anything can happen Man. in the world wrestling. <laughs> Let's move on to the big dog and Roman Reigns. Uh, the Bloodline main appearance on Raw, dude. How sick were those red outfits? Roman Reigns in the red jumpsuit. Yep. Bloodline, red, Monday Night Raw, red logo. That yep. was cool. Now, I hope if he wins, becomes undisputed champion, therefore has to be on Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Whenever he's on Raw moving forward, I hope he keeps wearing that red jumpsuit. Yeah. That was nice. It's, it's, it's a really nice touch, and it makes you, you know, it's... Roman Reigns, it reminds me, you know, his, he reminds me a lot of The Rock, yeah. right? And I say yeah. that just because The Rock, whenever he would come out, he'd be dressed, wasn't as color coordinated as, as Roman is today, but he always was dressed and kind of like a hybrid, like re- always ready to fight if he needs to, mm-hmm. right? But, yeah. but, but still looking nice. Nice shoes on. He had the Jordan Jordan ones. Hey, let's on be real, feet. man. Like I know it's technic- technically athletic gear. Yeah. But between the sneakers and like high end like uh, jumpsuits, mm-hmm. that's pretty expensive outfit. Still, yeah. I know it's not like a Miz type suit. Yeah, but that is a still expensive wardrobe right there. Mm-hmm. Definitely, so, he looks good. <laughs> uh, I like how Roman countered. You know the what chance and said, "Man, yep. I'll I'll smash Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I'll smash Brock Lesnar." Uh, but what are your thoughts on this whole promo here? It, like I said, it was Brock and my thing was like, okay, Roman's in the ring. Where's Brock Lesnar to chase him down? Because we yeah. saw Brock in the first segment. Why is Brock not coming out to attack Roman Reigns? Yeah, but Roman still just more or less sold his match against Brock at WrestleMania. Yeah, I definitely thought that a chase down was going to happen. I was like, okay, it didn't happen with Brock. Brock's definitely going to come out, and we're going to get a chase down, and, and something's going to happen. Um, but that didn't happen. I think um, I loved Roman's promo. I think he did a good job, again, selling it. I was When I heard him talk about the WrestleMania 34 match and, and how, you know, he busted him open and, mm-hmm. you know, he, he – he, you know, and, and the fact that he's you know makes him angry, he never beat – him at all at wrestlemania he's vulnerable now yeah and i but i feel like it would have been much uh it would have been much better to to hear that like you said three weeks ago yeah you you know um maybe in a a sit down with michael cole you know have him talk about what this means and psychology of it yeah yeah what what is this match why is this the biggest 
you know, uh, wrestle match in WrestleMania history. Why? Why is it? Well, and then Roman Reigns could tell you why, because, you know, I've never beat. And obviously you would, you know, you would ask Brock Lesnar the same thing. Why is it? You know, and then I, I mean, from honestly, I don't even know why this would be the biggest match uh, in WrestleMania history. To yeah, they were explaining like why. Lesnar. Yeah, why it is the biggest match? They're just telling us, but like explain why it is, right? You yeah. know, I mean, I mean, if if it's because the titles are both titles are on the line, on the line unification, you know, we've seen that before. You know, yeah. we've seen title unification, but 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 going back to Roman's promo, um, I think he he did a really good job um, playing around with the crowd, messing around with the crowd, but then getting back to business and basically saying, you know, what he's gonna do and and revenge payback yeah yeah i'm i'm amped out of the two promos between brock and roman romans was much better yeah i'm all for it i'm excited for that um next up we had the eight women tag it was the baby faces sasha naomi Rhea, and Liv morgan taking on uh carmella zelina natty and Shayna. baby faces win here not much to tell i mean these all all eight ladies they're kind of like on the outside looking in of the the title picture scene for both Raw and SmackDown. So they're mm-hmm. all kind of like, I think eventually going to be the next set of opponents for Bianca, or Becky, Charlotte, Ronda, whoever wins out of WrestleMania. So they're yeah. all just floating and they're all taking on each other here. Um, but, you know, they had a similar match on SmackDown this week. So it was just kind of repetitive. Yeah. Another type of rematch, a little bit different scenario. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, they had an awesome video package for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Kid mm-hmm. Rock, Bob with a ball, kind of explain his whole history. I yep. guess for the younger fans who maybe didn't grow up with Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, who don't know his full history and his importance and his value to the industry, I thought it was a great video just celebrating who he is. And with the use of Kid Rock of Baba to Bob, which is over 20 years old, it just got me amped up. Felt like an Attitude Era type video package. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think of how yeah, that played. I, I, I definitely felt the same way. And I seen some people on Twitter kind of, you know, didn't like the the, the song choice. <laughs> and well, I will admit, because I think of Kid Rock, I think of Undertaker. Yeah. That's my one thing. It was like... They should have used Disturb or something like yeah. that. I don't know. But it was fine. I, I got amped cool. up. Bah, yeah. bah, da, burn, da, burn, it's going to feel it's going to feel different in a couple of days, too. When we, you know, when they run that run that promo back and then, you know, it's oh, man, it's, you know, tomorrow night, Stone Cold, WrestleMania, you know, like, ugh, just, uh, yeah. AT&T Stadium. It's, <laughs> it's going to feel a lot different as it gets closer. Man, maybe we should go to that. Stone Cold Party on <laughs> Thursday. Just drive out in Fort Worth, Texas. You and what? I. What? Sounds like a movie. You and I traveling to Fort yeah. Worth, Texas. <laughs> like, where are we? But I heard the place that it's at, Billy Bob's, thinks the venue. I've heard nothing but great things. The people there yeah. are friendly. Wow. So, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I, we'll we'll, we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it. <laughs> uh, but then. Um, Kevin Owens comes out, cut, cuts a pretty good promo. I got to give Kevin Owens and even Seth Rollins credit. Yes. Both guys here are ultimately single-handedly carrying their respective matches. Seth Rollins fighting for a match at WrestleMania, and now it's a mystery opponent. Kevin Owens going to have a 
segment, altercation, whatever you want to call it, with Stone Cold. Stone Cold has not been on TV, so he's been like by himself trying to sell this match. So both guys, I give credit for trying to sell their individual segments or matches for WrestleMania. But Kevin Owens here, you know, once again, saying Stone Cold's old, he's in the past, I'm the present, I'm going to be the best stunner, I'm going to give Stone Cold a stunner, beer sucks, all this stuff. <laughs> I enjoy Kevin Owens here. I give him so much credit. And yeah. You know, he's going to be, hopefully we'll get to talk to him at the press junket on Friday. But yes, I will tell him, dude, props to you for just carrying this whole thing. Anything else from the promo that stood out? <laughs> you know, um, I like his shirt, Stunner versus Stunner. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, like Hogan, <laughs> Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania. Um, uh, is it six or six. seven? Six. Yeah. Six. And um, I, gotta so get that. I, I, I love the shirt. And. Yeah, I agree with you. Kevin Owens, he deserves a lot of credit. He's done a lot even before the Austin, um, you know, I guess challenge. Um, doing Him and Seth Rollins, even when they were working as a tag team, you know, coming out every night, whether it was on Raw or SmackDown, and really putting the shows on their back. And then, again, they continue to do it as they're split up. Um, kind of makes me... Uh, realize why uh, Kevin Owens, if if it is true, him and Austin being uh, rumored for the main event segment yeah, for night he one. He said it, main event. I was like, whoa, that's the first I've heard that. So yeah, and, and and hey, if if that's true, then hey, congratulations. I know a lot of people were were critical of his decision to stay with WWE, and I mean he's he's having fun. He's dude. What a reward for re-signing with the company. Mm-hmm. Main event, WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> it, didn't get, it, it, it didn't get better than that, my friend. So yep. that's awesome. Yep. Um, it'll go down in history. He'll be forever you know, in the lineage of WWE WrestleMania history books. It'll <laughs> or- probably be uh, a clip from whatever happens will probably be in the signature open or something. <laughs> Uh, for years to come. <laughs> yeah, man. That's it, if, if we can be, talk to. It'll be one of those moments that they play back every oh, year, absolutely. getting ready for WrestleMania. <laughs> and by the way, it'll finally give some fresh video package for Stone yes. Cold because it's been the same stuff from the Attitude yep. Era. Like yep. from '96 to 2003, there's only so much that they've been recycling for years. Mm-hmm. So this will be something new. I'm looking forward to it. Which, by the mm-hmm. way, I've noticed they have never acknowledged. You know, remember when he was a ref for um, uh, Vince versus Donald Trump? You know, mm-hmm. uh, Lashley versus Umaga, hair versus mm-hmm. hair, Battle mm-hmm. of the Billionaires. You know, Stone Cold has done other appearances, but they've been focusing on his. In in 2003, that's it, 19 years. But we know he's been they doing other appearances. They don't, they don't talk about the WrestleMania 20, uh, Brock and was it Brock and Goldberg? Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't, they don't talk about that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, he referee yeah. for that match too. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, and he stunned you know, in the new day, like last yeah. time they were in Texas with Mick Foley yeah. and Shawn Michaels. I mean, yep. he's done stuff, but mm-hmm. anyway. This is the narrative they're going with, and we'll just focus on that. Yep. <laughs> but uh, uh, let's see. Austin Theory took on Ricochet. Ricochet, Intercontinental Champion, loses to Austin Theory. Intercontinental Championship going to be defended on SmackDown this week. Uh, a lot of people were complaining about that. Your thoughts on IC title just going to be on SmackDown this week and not on an actual match on WrestleMania? I'm hoping that 
um, we get an Intercontinental Championship match announced on Friday. Uh, again, it's triple threat rules. He doesn't have to be pinned in order to lose the championship. Los Lothario, they're a tag team. They're yeah. cousins. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to cause friction with those guys or not, but um, him losing tonight, I think, was a was a bad decision going into that match because I know they, they had to make Austin Theory look good, which really they didn't have to because Austin Theory didn't need to be in the match anyways. Mm-hmm. If you're if if you're gonna put Austin Theory in your match, then I think hit, putting him in there with I don't know someone, you know, g- give him a singles match against Eric of the Viking Raiders, you know. Yeah, uh, here's my thing with the way they're trying to sell at WrestleMania. It's two nights, but also if you really think about it, it's a four day weekend. Yeah, SmackDown, Hall of Fame, Stand Deliver, Night One, Night Two, Raw after Mania. I I. I th- Based on Wikipedia right here, you got seven matches night one, seven matches night two, but technically on Wikipedia, I guess it'd be eight if you count the KO segment that's not listed here with Stone Cold. Yep. Four hours each night, I'm guessing, theoretically. So it's already filled up to the masses right now. You're still trying to sell tickets for SmackDown, aka yeah. all, or also uh, um, Hall All of Fame, Fame, and also Raw After Mania. Yep. I I get they're like, okay, what are some attractions that we can apply to SmackDown and make people come and watch? Let's put the IC title defense there. Yeah, It's unfortunate. We love the IC title, its history, what it represents, all that stuff. But from a business standpoint, they're like, okay, we got to kind of cut some fat here from night one, night two. What can we put over on SmackDown, that SmackDown, WrestleMania SmackDown show that they're listening to. All right, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal put over there, IC yep. title match. So it's kind of adding some flavor to that SmackDown to make it special leading yep. into, it's almost like one big kickoff show into the weekend. That's true, you know, and a lot of people aren't thinking about it. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because now you've also made me kind of look at it from a different perspective. It is a big you know, uh, what you say, four-day weekend. Yeah. That SmackDown's not just a regular SmackDown. Yeah, it's special, Literally, too. They're, I mean, they're calling it WrestleMania SmackDown. Like, that's yeah. the SmackDown before WrestleMania. So, it's like, and, hey, if you, don't make the, if you don't make the big card, we've already, hey, come watch SmackDown. Uh, we're going to have the Intercontinental Championship. The U.S. Champion is in action. And the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I mean, you got a point. And here's the other thing, too. Keep in mind, we love the IC title. Theoretically, it should be like the second best title in WWE. Unfortunately, yeah. WWE, the landscape of things, it's not. It's at mm-hmm. best third best. Mm-hmm. When you got the universal title, which technically is presented as the top title, mm-hmm. I hate to say it because to me, the WWE championship should be the number one title because the lineage, Hogan, yep. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, The Rock, Bruno San Martino, that should be the number one title. But it really gets kind of treated as the second tier title, a.k.a. what the IC title used to be back in the day. So yep. you got Universal Title One, which is treated like how the WWE Championship used to be back in the day. Now yep. the WWE Championship is treated or kind of presented as what the IC title was back in the day. You get what I'm saying? With yep. the brand split era that we live in now, whatnot, that's mm-hmm. how it's all being presented to us. With the IC title, the U.S. title, I know it sucks, 
that they're not going to be defended at WrestleMania night one, night two. I would love that as well. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can use them to sell these other events in WrestleMania weekend as a whole. So yeah, Ricochet will defend at SmackDown. Finn Balor will be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I know it's not the most sexy way to go, but at least they're still part of the festivities. You buy a ticket for the whole weekend. You get to see them. I know it's not the best scenario. Um, it does suck, though, seeing Ricochet lose. You're the IC champion. You shouldn't be losing to Austin Theory. Like, don't even just put that match together then. Don't have yeah. it. Yeah. But it sucks. Or have Los Lotharios come out. And cost and him. Yeah. Cost him the match and, and sell your SmackDown tickets. <laughs> Boom. Perfect. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um they also acknowledge Triple H's news, which we already talked about earlier. Bianca Belair promo. She's, you know, saying piss off at Becky Lynch for, you know, injuring her really bad. Becky Lynch comes out, attacks her, turns to a brawl. Becky pulls out the scissors, try to cut Bianca's hair. She counters a couple KODs. <laughs> Becky's knocked out. Bianca cuts her hair, cuts Becky's hair. So pretty wild stuff right there, man. Yeah, definitely. I was so scared. I thought that they were going to really cut Bianca's hair off. And while, you know, we all know it's not real people. Not real. You follow on social media. Yeah. (laughs) Her hair is not that long. She just puts the extension in before every show. Right. Right. But, um, I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is the end, which almost would have made more sense considering that she used it to, put those marks on her a few weeks ago yeah. so it makes sense why why be why uh uh becky would want to cut that thing off so what do you think man after this segment do you think becky comes off more as the baby face here like um, or do you think bianca is still just a badass baby face encountering like screw you trying to cut my hair i'll I cut your hair you're yeah your chicken ass heel for trying to cut my hair and not woman enough to take me on for how i am yeah, I think that's what it is. It's okay. Especially after what she did, she tried to take her out. You know, you, 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 you know, and I mean, she did. She put her out for a couple of weeks. What was it? The the she had the chair around her neck and neck, she yeah. slammed her into the mm-hmm. ring post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, with that happening, um, if anything, I now I did say on Twitter that I said I don't know. We might get the man, Becky Lynch. At WrestleMania, she oh. seemed really frustrated, really ticked off at Bianca. At the promo afterwards, yeah, Good we might point. get a different. We might get a different. I know it's you know Becky's been a very cocky, very you know just full of herself. I just snapped her out of that. Yeah, hey, it's it's time to go to work at, at uh, WrestleMania. But, but Bianca's got to win at WrestleMania, get payback for SummerSlam. The, all of this also made me think because I was thinking that they would probably do have Bianca win um, and was it 28, 26 seconds or whatever. Just yeah. like uh, I was thinking that they were going to do that. But with what, ha- what with what Becky has done to Bianca and now what Bianca has done to Becky, it's got to be a match. It's got to be longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think I think um Bianca should win and get that payback. Okay. It's gotta be a it's gotta be a moment. Uh let's see. Next up we saw Drew McIntyre handicap match against Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss. Happy Corbin <laughs> leaves the ring early on. I knew it. Drew destroys <laughs> Madcap with the Claymore, and then Happy attacks Drew afterwards and takes his sword. I already see the writing <laughs> on the wall. Drew is gonna 
destroy Drew Mac or destroy Happy Corbin, get his sword back, celebrate mm-hmm. in the ring, WrestleMania moment with his sword, getting it back. And I feel like Madcap's going to turn on uh, on um, uh, Happy Corbin here because his jokes haven't been landing. Happy seems really kind of annoyed with Madcap's presence now. I yeah. feel like they're going to have a falling out here, and I think Madcap's probably going to turn babyface. So yeah. Yeah. WrestleMania moment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Edge cut a promo backstage in a dark office. Yep. Just more or less reinforcing his whole mission of why he wants AJ Styles. AJ felt like has been like lackluster as a performer for the last year in 2021. He wants the best of AJ and he wants to take it out on him. Uh, but then AJ has a backstage interview and, you know, says he's ready. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of back-to-back promos just trying to sell their match. They have no actual inner – they have not interacted since the concerto shots yeah. a few weeks ago. So well, I think a then, lot of people and, – And then Edge coming out and putting the chair to the back of Styles in his match with Seth Rollins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Costing him the match with Seth Rollins mm-hmm. last week. So – I'm looking forward to that. I think a lot of people think that might be the match of the weekend. So yes, it should be I'm good, looking man. forward. What I'm looking for and looking forward to is maybe a new style for edge. Um, mm, okay. I'm hoping to see a different side of edge, maybe more brutal, more. Cause I mean, if he goes in there and ruthless it, aggression, We've always known him as, you know, the rated R superstar. That's when he was at his his best. And so if he goes in there and he fights, because this isn't the rated R superstar, he goes in, or maybe it is, maybe it's just a different version of the rated R superstar. But with that <laughs> being said, I feel like we, you know, for this to be a big payoff, I, I want to see a different, a completely different side of Edge. Um, I don't know who I want to win. I don't know. AJ. <laughs> Got me, AJ. <laughs> All right, main event time. You saw Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs come out, and they were supposed to be a commentary, but the commentary desk was already filled. We haven't talked about this. You had yeah. uh, um, uh, Byron Saxon. You had um, Jimmy, Jimmy Smith. Smith. Michael Cole was there. <laughs> Corey Graves. And Corey Graves was like pushed to the side a lot, especially mm-hmm. when Carmella was injured. Uh, but then Rick Boogs and Shinsuke were there, but they didn't really sit there because it was already a full house. So yep. they just stood around. Main event, RK Bros versus the Usos. Champion versus champion from both Raw and SmackDown, the tag team division. Fun main event. Ultimately, those Street Profits come out, interfere, cost the match. Um, it was kind of interesting. Street Profits kind of come off a little heelish here as far as tagging mm-hmm. uh, RK Bro, But it makes sense because it leads to their match between... RK Bro, Street Profits, Alpha Academy. Usos run away pretty quickly after that. Uh, Randy hits an RKO on the Street Profits. Then Riddle takes a turn with the RKO. They stand tall, though, based on, you know, wrestling math. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to drop the titles then. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. But fun main event, overbooked, protects everyone with the interference, though. Kind of a cheap ending but yeah you know it's tv you're gonna save the big moment at wrestlemania another one of those matches another one of those matches that i think probably didn't have to happen yeah you know we we didn't have to you know um could have saved something like this for night after wrestlemania yeah yeah um but 
I'm conflicted because, like, I don't know what's going to happen now. Is RK Bro going to – does this mean that they're going to retain? Does this mean that, okay, maybe they're yeah. dropping the titles? The 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 Street Profits do come off a little more heelish, but the, are they just fed up? Yeah, you know, just, are they tired of being titles. overlooked? They're tired of being overlooked, you know, underappreciated. They, they come out, they sell, you know, they they were doing the, the, the shop selling and the, you know, network thing for years. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And I believe this is their first WrestleMania, right? In front of a crowd, maybe. I think I don't so. think they were there last year. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, it, it should be a big moment for them anyway. So. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. So, like I said, on paper, action pack Monday Night Raw. So many people doing, uh, you know, so every segment was filled with something leading up to WrestleMania. So, yep. excited, man! Looking forward to it. We will be on side WrestleMania. Yes, um, we got some other things lined up this week, but uh, yeah. On that note, let's start wrapping things up. Brian, where can the clicks just find you online? Clicksters, you guys know you can find me at Brian Tronic on Twitter and Instagram or at Within the Ropes on Twitter and Instagram. That's why where I'll mostly be posting a lot of my stuff majority of the time, especially cool. this weekend during WrestleMania. <laughs> I want to get a photo of you and Charlotte Flair. That's the number one yes. goal in the weekend. That's the number one goal, my friend, this weekend for you. <laughs> we will make that happen. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey 83 for everything else at in the click in the click at gmail.com. Subscribe to us. Uh, where we get your podcast at all the interviews from this weekend will be posted there also subscribe to our youtube channel the videos will be there thank you in advance to tim from pro wrestling unlimited for helping edit all those videos subscribe to pro wrestling unlimited on youtube as well a lot of exciting stuff man the road to wrestlemania is this week looking forward to all the fun activities and if any of you clicksters are out there and you see us come up say hi love to interact We'll be moving around, trying to experience as much as we can. So uh, please let us know if you're going. We'd love to say hi to everyone. So on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line, because Huey said so.